everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was an 18-year-old female when this incident occurred. I was in the first year of university. I was walking to one of my classes when I then saw a man walking towards me. There was nothing really too off-putting about his appearance. He was tall and slightly large and he looked to be in his 40s. He was also wearing a shirt with my school's logo on it. The same shirt that the service workers wore. I noticed that he was staring at me. I stared back at him to try and make him look away but he didn't. He continued to walk towards me and held eye contact till he passed me. I didn't really think too much of this. Over the next few months, I had saw him around campus several times, and the same thing would always happen. He would always stare at me until he walked past me, but he never once said a word. On one occasion, I had saw him in the basement of my building while I was doing laundry. Once again, he walked past me without saying anything. Although he really made me feel a bit uneasy, I didn't let it bother me too much, and just kind of assumed that maybe he just had something off about him. This continued for a couple of months before anything disturbing happened. On one night, my roommate was asleep and I needed to clear my head, so I slipped on my shoes and coat and then headed out for a smoke. Now, my university's campus was smoke-free, so I walked around to the back of my building and then lit a cigarette. I had heard some rustling coming from further away, still around the building but kind of in a spot where I couldn't see it. I didn't get too worried though as the back of my building faced the woods and we're kind of used to seeing deer and other small animals around the campus. Still though, I was really curious. I quietly walked over and looked around the corner. I was surprised to see a man standing there looking right up at my building. I started to squint my eyes and that's when I realized that it was the same man who was always staring at me. What was he doing? His hands were in his pockets and he seemed to just be staring right up at the windows. I felt a little uneasy as that's when I realized that he was staring at the general area of my own window, but I couldn't tell for sure what he was looking at. I didn't want him to see me so I quietly finished my cigarette and flicked it onto the ground. I crushed the cigarette into the ground with my shoe and then headed back to my room. I had then took a really quick shower and slipped on some PJs. I tried to fall asleep that night, but I just couldn't get that man out of my head. Why was he just staring at the building? Was he really looking into my window? After a few minutes of wrestling with my thoughts, I decided that my questions really needed answers. So I quietly got up and tiptoed across my room to the window. I looked out the window, and sure enough, the man was staring at me. When he noticed me staring back, I honestly expected him to walk away. But he didn't. He just continued to stare at me. I started to feel kind of sick at this point. Should I call someone? I mean, I guess he wasn't technically doing anything wrong. 
so I decided I would just leave it. He couldn't do anything to harm me. My door was always kept locked, and there was no way he could fit through my window. It was on the third floor, and it was extremely tiny. I crawled back into bed and went to sleep. About two months had passed since this incident, and I hadn't seen the man since. I was hoping that maybe he had quit or maybe he had been fired, but I wasn't so lucky. One day I came back from class to then find my roommate standing in the lobby of my building, and she had two police officers standing with her. When she saw me, she had then grasped and ran right towards me, then hugging me. She was visibly really shaken and she seemed really scared about something. I asked her what was going on and before she could even answer me, a police officer then approached me. He then asked me to confirm my name and room number. I told him and he then showed me a picture of the man. It was the same exact man that had been standing out my building two months prior. I said that I recognized him and I told them everything that happened from the start of the year. The police officer sat me down and he then told me what happened. Apparently the man had been sneaking into our room like multiple times throughout the year. The man had both mine and my roommate's schedule so that he could see when we would be in and out of the room. He also had placed micro cameras in the corners of the room. My roommate wasn't feeling well so when she had left one of her classes early one day, she had returned to the room to find the man standing in it. She then freaked out and called the campus police. The police then searched his office and they found that he had stolen multiple things from my room. Things like my underwear, and he even stole my garbage. It was really weird. He also had like dozens of pictures of me and some even taken around campus and some extremely zoomed in on me in my room. The man also had a spare key to our room which he would use to get in and out of it. The man was obviously fired from his job. I'm not exactly sure what kind of legal action was taken, but the police assured me that I'd never see him again. I've always really wondered what his true intentions were, and what would have happened if my roommate hadn't caught him that day. I guess it's a good thing I never found out. A few years back, I was a shift manager for a local big box pharmacy and convenience store. It was right across my backyard and I could probably sprint there in under a minute if I really wanted to, so it really worked out for me. I was in my late 30s. I worked out quite a lot and while I was fit, I was still a smaller girl. Even though I was married, I would constantly get hit on and asked out. It was pretty flattering, but it always made me feel really awkward. Now, this particular store I worked at was in a really weird part of town. It was on the right side of town to attract the Karens, but close enough to the not-so-good side of town to attract the drug addicts, drunks, and psychopaths. Anyway, let me say that I'm not someone that gets scared easily. I've had someone high on meth crash their car into the side of the store, causing the back of our store to bend inward because we didn't carry pineapple juice. I had a man pick me up and throw me over his shoulder and start walking out the door with me, saying that I'd make a good wife. Yeah, that's one for another time. Anyways, it all started on a Sunday morning. I remember this because I was really busy building end caps and making sell signs. I was working with my favorite coworker, so the day was flying by and I was really bubbly this day. There was a man and his son that came into the store and they made a beeline for me. 
the man was probably just a little under six foot and he was skinny. The man had dreadlocks and a long skinny silver earring dangling from his ear. He also had this really tan trench coat that I found really odd because it was summer. Nonetheless though, I had then greeted them and asked if they needed some help. The man spoke with a really thick Jamaican accent and he said that his GPS stopped working and he wanted to see if we had any. I let out a really small laugh, thinking he was messing with me. Uh, no, that would be at Best Buy or something, but we do have a small section of electronics on this wall over here. I indicated the wall to the back of me. Oh, thanks, he said, taking a look but also keeping his eyes on me. Something about those eyes just really chilled me. He was speaking another language to his son, but I kept going on about my task for the day, and he would call me to help him asking me questions about chargers and SD cards. I answered them and then he started telling me how beautiful I was. Really awkwardly, I had thanked him. You must work out, yeah? He asked. Um, yeah, yoga mostly. I replied while getting more and more uncomfortable now. He made some more comments about my body telling me how he loved my tattoos and he was just really being a creep. I tried to stay polite though and eventually I just walked away to do some more work. I started to avoid him but he was still staring at me. The man had his phone out and I kept hearing the shuddering of a camera. I went to the office to tell my other coworker that I thought the guy was taking my picture and I was just really feeling uncomfortable. He then came out and watched over me. Shortly after my coworker came out, the man and his son then left. By the time the end of my shift came, I forgot about him. A few weeks later, I was up front ringing customers with a different coworker. We were crazy busy that day, but I was the manager on duty. After we got the line down, my coworker then handed me an envelope. Uh, what's this? I asked her. I don't know, some man in dreadlocks told me to give it to you, she said. I took the envelope and I went into my office with it. Inside of the envelope were dozens and dozens of pictures of me. My heart sank. I had no idea that these were taken. Most of them were of me in the store while working, some of me walking home, and some even with me and my daughter. I felt sick. There was also a note with it. It said something along the lines of, You're so beautiful. I'm in love with you. I'd be a much better husband than what you have now. Please give me a chance. There was more to it, but it's in police evidence now. The guy really stupidly left his name and address. I then called our store manager as well as the police. They took our camera footage, my statement, and the pictures and letter. They told him that he really needed to stay away from me or the next time he's getting arrested and he's banned from the store. I was really relieved, but still really bothered by it. A few more weeks to about a month then went by. It was another really busy Sunday night. It was just myself as the manager on duty and we had another coworker as my cashier. We were ringing things up together when I noticed a man staring at me. The man was tall with a medium build. He had dreadlocks and he had the same earring and long trench coat as the other man did. This man was really scary. His eyes were just cold and really dead and angry. It felt like they were staring right through my soul. 
He didn't have anything to purchase, just stood and stared. I tried to smile politely at him, then another wave of customers came. I got lost in helping everyone, but didn't see the man anymore. Even when things calmed down, I still didn't see him. I decided to go start facing the back of the store, and I told my coworker to call me if she needed me. As I was back there, I heard that Jamaican accent and all over. I looked up at the mirror to see that same scary man on the phone. Yeah, she's here. No, it's just one other girl here with her. I can grab her when she leaves. No problem. I was absolutely horrified. He didn't see me, so I slowly made my way up to the front. I briefly tell my coworker what's going on and then call the police and store manager. The cops took him away. A few days later, a detective came to speak to me. The two men were brothers. They were abducting women and actually using them for human trafficking. He told me I was really lucky. I later found out that they had apparently found a woman beaten to death in their apartment. They've both since gone to prison. This still gives me really bad nightmares. What happened to that woman could have easily been me. But thank God it wasn't. All of this started happening maybe about a year ago. I remember that it was really warm outside. For reference, I'm a female and me and my husband, who we'll call Jay, have three kids at home. L, who was 13 at the time, H, who was 12, and G, who was 8. It was during the evening time, and it was pretty dark outside, so it must have been pretty close to 9 p.m. I was just sitting on my bed watching TV when I then heard a knock on my window that was really close to my right. The curtains on that window were open because I had a window unit running. I've always slept with those curtains open to get all the air because it's just so hot here. Jay goes directly into the backyard to check it out. The door to the backyard is in my room. It's one of those add-on rooms on smaller houses. Anyways, he goes out there, but he doesn't see anything out of the ordinary. The dog was also with him, and she didn't bark or let on that anything was off. Elvin came out of the bathroom, and she thinks that she might have heard someone knock on the bathroom window. She was covered in soap and bundled up in a towel. But we told her that we just looked and there was nothing there, so she went back to finishing her shower. No one was really that scared by this because our neighborhood is really active and people are just always outside, so we tried to reason that it was just some odd noise and then let it go. About an hour later, G had fallen asleep on the couch watching TikTok videos. H was asleep in his room, which is next to L's room, and L was in her room laying on her bed looking at her phone with her curtain open. Up to this point, Elle was really lax about her room's windows. I was always getting on to her for not closing her curtains and making sure that her windows were locked, and even found out that she was sleeping with her window open so that the cat had a way in and out. Jay and I were in our room watching a movie, when we then heard Elle then let out the most terrifying scream I think I've ever heard in my life. It was a scream of sheer terror. Panicked, Jay and I ran to her. We meet her in the living room and she's actually so scared that she faints right there on the living room floor. Elle comes to in just a few seconds and she then tells us that someone had banged on her window and that when she looked over, she had then saw a man that was staring right at her with his hands cupped around his eyes. He didn't run when he saw her look over, he just stood there and just kept staring at her. 
Jay then runs to his room to get his rifle and runs out to the front yard while I get on the phone to call the cops. Jay had positioned himself right outside the house next door that had been empty for years. The neighborhood kids have been in there and they found chip bags and beer bottles before, but have never seen anyone in there. Before the cops arrive, I take the gun inside so I didn't have to answer any uncomfortable questions. The cops search my yard, the property next door, and the alley up and down the street, but they don't find anything. They tell us to just lock the doors and call them back if something else happens. I forgot to mention that by this time, all of the kids are awake and know everything now. L and G were really terrified and H was just really pissed off. H has autism and just has no real sense of danger. All he knew was that his sisters and mom were scared and his dad was pissed, so he's just standing on the porch cussing up a storm into the night, daring that sneaky bastard to show his face again and vowing to kick his ass. About two weeks later, the person comes back just tapping, and since then it's been a pretty regular occurrence of tapping or knocking. One time he actually pretended to be a cat trying to be let in. I saw him on our porch while G saw him peeping through the window on the front door. We've called the police like they advised us, but they've never been able to catch him. We've stayed up all night waiting in Elle's bedroom and never heard it. We've hidden in my shed in the backyard and my car in the front trying to catch this person outside, but nothing works. No one can catch him. My kids either sleep in the living room or our bedroom. We don't go out after dark and we don't stay home alone. I contacted the lieutenant that is over our neighborhood. He sent officers and he's assigned a patrol for our street. Police are randomly popping up at my house to check on us and patrol. I think it's to show the people on the street that they're here and know what's going on. Whenever they come at night to visit, they always have at least two cars and the lights are always on in their cars. The man came back last week at 2am, but Elle was just way too scared to get out of bed to wake us up. Elle is a teenager and she really likes the privacy of her room, so sometimes she sleeps in there. Since this last occurrence, Elle and G have stopped sleeping in their room, so I honestly don't know if he's been back. He's never knocked on my bedroom window since that first night. I haven't been able to buy cameras until now, and someone on Reddit actually suggested anti-climb paint, which apparently is a paint that never dries and stains whatever it touches. After posting this on Reddit and reading all of the comments and thinking about it, I think this creep lives on my street. His escape is always so quick. No matter how fast or how quickly we get outside, he's always gone. He never does it when they have friends over or when we went on vacation and my dad stayed here. He knows all of our cars and routines, and he's close enough to get away quickly. I just have no idea what to do anymore. So for a little backstory, I'm currently an 18-year-old female, about 5'7", and the youngest of three older brothers and older sister and really protective parents. Like seriously, if I never moved out on my own, I think my dad would actually be okay with that, as then he could continue to be the overbearing helicopter parent that he still is in my adult life. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my dad very much, but he's pretty much the definition of a helicopter parent. If he was at all tech savvy, he'd probably put trackers in all of our phones. My mom is better, allowing us a bit more freedom, but she definitely has her overbearing moments as well. I think they're just both convinced that something terrible will happen to me if they let me out of the house past like 9pm, 
So growing up with parents like these and the stereotypical If you mess with my baby sister, I'll hurt you. Older brothers, I'm a very cautious person to say the least. The story takes place in the fall of 2017, around mid to late August. It was the time when it was beginning to get dark around 6pm, where precisely my mother had asked me to run up to the store to get a couple of last minute things for dinner. She had me do this because she had forgotten to get what she was shopping for earlier in the day. I'm pretty much convinced the only reason she asked me to go around the time that it was getting dark was because that she basically had no choice and she had already began cooking and she couldn't leave. And my dad was also out of the house, which pretty much left me as her last option. Well, that and the fact that the store was literally like a five minute walk away. So handing me a $10 bill and making sure I had my phone on me, she sent me on my way. Growing up in the same house my entire life, I had made this walk probably a thousand times. For some context, my house was essentially right behind the store, you could say. There's several ways to get there from my house, but I always take the quickest way, which, much to my parents' satisfaction, also happened to be following one of the main roads in my neighborhood. The store that I was going to was in a shopping center that didn't really have much in it, especially on the side I always came in on. Basically, my point is just that unless you lived in that direction, there was really no reason for you to be walking over there. Upon reaching the entrance of the store, I had saw an average looking guy sitting on the bench right outside the automatic doors. He was wearing the orange shirt and brown apron that was the store's uniform, and he was smoking a cigarette. Now, I've had pretty moderate asthma since I was four years old, so I always do my best to steer clear of smokers. But seeing as I had to pass him to get inside the store, I just tried to keep as much distance between us as possible. As I was passing him, we had made eye contact and he said a seemingly friendly hello to me. I offered a wave and a small smile in response, then walked through the doors. One thing that really struck me as odd was that me and my family frequented this store at least like two or three times a week, and I had not once seen this guy in there. I just did my best to brush it off though, as I grabbed the few things my mom needed. Thinking that he might have just gotten hired or maybe we just coincidentally happened to come in on the days that he doesn't work there. That thought quickly slipped my mind as I then texted my mom that I was on my way home and I left the store, being met with the now dark sky. I noticed the man still sitting outside with his cigarette now long gone, and I could only assume that he was on a break. Once again, he greeted me. This time I said a quiet, hi, in response. I'm naturally a really fast walker, so within about a minute or two, I was stepping out of the parking lot and onto the cracked sidewalk. It was then that I had heard footsteps coming behind me, and since I'm already pretty paranoid about these things, my heart began to beat a little faster now. We had just recently got streetlights on our street, something that we didn't have during the time this incident took place, so the only light came from the gas station across the street as well as the porch lights from the house next to me. This only added to my feelings of unease. I had stopped walking and then heard someone shout, Hey! from behind me. Quickly turning around, I saw that it was the guy from earlier who was smoking outside the store. He was fast walking up to me, so naturally, I had took a few steps back. He noticed this, and he then said in a really calm and overly eager voice, Hey, I just want to talk and get to know you. I was barely 15 years old at the time, and this dude was at least in his mid-30s. It was definitely creepy. Not even responding, I then turned and began to nearly run home really thankful that he didn't try to follow me. 
Instead, he just shouted out some stuff to me that I now can't really remember, but in a really annoyed tone. As soon as I got through the front door, I told my mom what happened and she agreed with me that it was definitely really weird and creepy. We never told my dad about it, and to this day, he still doesn't know. Thankfully, I never saw that guy again, and nothing ever came of this incident. And I'm really glad.